It's about the value that we provide. And we, we, we don't get paid by what we do in the hour. We get paid by the influence and the impact that we have on others. And I don't care what business, what industry you're in, that's got to be your mindset is what's the impact that I am providing to the customer, providing to the company I'm working for, providing to others that I'm supporting. That's the mentality that the world really needs is what's the impact that I'm providing. And, and I think there's too many people that have the opposite view of that the world owes them instead of what value can I provide. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 640. Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so thrilled to have you with us today, and I'm also thrilled to be introducing you to our guest, Monty Wyatt. Monty is with Action Coach Business Coaching, but before we jump into Monty and his fabulous story and and the way that he serves the world right now, the name of his business actually just sparked, Monty, you're going to love this, a story that I just shared with him right before this call. Listeners, you know the importance of sleep to me, but last night, one of my children introduced me to Bang Energy Drink. That was... 16 hours ago. And I am still buzzing off these things. Listeners, bang tastes delicious, but my sleep is more important to me and your sleep is more important to me than pulling all-nighters. Trust me, I'm 40. I shouldn't be doing them anymore. So bang, love your product, but we need something to bring it back down that is healthy for us. That just got me thinking about Action Coach. I don't know if you could see that correlation there, Monty, but I'm a little bit wired and it. <laughs> it's totally legal, but I don't know if it should be. But welcome to the show. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Oh, and by the well, way, this show is you. not it, it's not sponsored by Bang. I just want to put it out there. <laughs> Maybe it will be in the future though. I don't know. Monty, how did you get to where you are now? And actually, let me preface that by asking, what was your childhood dream? What did you want to be when you were growing up? And do you, do you consider yourself grown up? Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's pretty deep. Um, I know. When I was a kid, what did I want to be? You know, I, I'm told stories by my parents that uh, when I was young, and I'm going to say six or seven years old, that um, I had ants that were uh, painting a fence, and I managed them painting the fence. So they always viewed me as someone that's going to be leading people and helping helping others be successful, because that's what I did. I helped them paint that fence, but I didn't never painted an inch because I was there to guide them and coach them and, and train. So I think, uh, I I always wanted to lead things, lead people. And that's my, my experience all through high school, all through college and, and all through the last 30 years has been influencing others with leadership and challenging the way we do things. And that's, that's kind of gotten me where I am today. So you were the backseat painter. I was the backseat painter. Absolutely. Mm. Were you also a backseat driver? Uh, no, I try not to be. I get in trouble when I do that. Yeah, me too. That's 
that's what books in the car are for. I have to keep on reminding my 14-year-old, put your nose back in your phone. <laughs> he likes to tell me how to drive. So I'm curious, though, do you consider yourself grown up? You know, I like to, I, I do like to play. I like to be silly. I like to have fun. And I think that's a big part of a part of life. And uh, there's days where I have to act grown up. Uh, but there's a lot of weekends and, and days that I enjoy just relaxing and playing. So I, I hope I never grow up. I am right with you like that. Like I, I, do I have that shirt? I think I have a shirt that says, I don't feel like adulting today. Nice. But as a child, I couldn't wait until I grew up and got out of the mm -hmm. house and could make my own decisions and decide, you know, if I was going to be out at 9.01 p.m., my mom liked us to be in bed by 8 o'clock, even when we were 18, because she was tired. Mm -hmm. I understand the sentiment now. Right. Bed, I'm tired. But then, you know, but now, I don't know, part of me wishes I could go back, and the other part of me is like, no, I just want adult today. What excites you the most about what you do? You know, it's uh, little changes, small different perspectives and helping others see how a small twist can make such a big difference to efficiency or focus or engagement to somebody. And it's, it doesn't take much. It just takes a different perspective. So I, I love just a small twist. I was with a, a client all morning today and it was, it was just setting priorities for the next, uh, next couple weeks. And it was, it was interesting, just a different way of approaching it and saying, what's most important at this point, instead of the 50 things that uh, we think are shiny, there's probably only a couple that are most important. And so I, I love that little twist of what uh, change of perspective can I help others have? And that, that just gets me so excited when they, they see that and it makes such a big difference. That is a huge difference. I had getting stuff done lists, although they weren't called stuff. I'm trying to be kid friendly here. I had getting stuff done lists and I found that I was putting everything and anything onto those lists. And then one day, listeners, I'm I'm sorry, but not sorry if you've heard this before, because I know it's going to help you if you haven't already put it into action. I was in the shower and I heard a voice tell me, those should not be getting stuff done lists. I did not create you to do stuff, to create stuff. Again, swap out that word, people. And I was told to rename the list, prioritize purposeful actions. Mm -hmm. And so now, I mean, I'm, I'm finally getting all my systems where they should be, but I, I use teamwork and I have my top five PPA list for every day. And you can bet that cleaning out my inbox is nowhere on that. It's Absolutely. really, truly the prioritized purposeful actions. You got to find what's most important. And that, that's a tough question for people to answer because we, we think that everything is important. And yes. we, we've got to teach ourselves to say no to some things so we can say yes to better things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was leading uh, my group mentorship program yesterday in our 
one of our monthly calls, and I asked them each to write a letter to themselves in the perspective of the person that they'll be a year from now. And one of the group members said that she's already started that only the person that she wrote it from was four years from now, the four years from now version of herself. And I, while I think it's great to have long-term plans, bringing it back in is often so good because our four years ago, would you have had any idea where you would be now? Not at all. Where do you think four years ago you thought you would be now? That, that, that's, a, that's a fabulous question because I know the things that I'm doing today, I never even thought of four years ago. The things that I'm experiencing today, I never imagined four years ago. So four, four years is almost a lifetime, it seems like, and, and how fast the world changes. Ditto that. I had no idea I would have a podcast four years ago, and here you are, like episode 640. I thought I wanted to create tons and tons of courses, but the problem was is that I was creating them all for the wrong reason. I was creating them for purely the money. So you could hear it, like the Ferris Bueller teacher, Bueller, Bueller. It was so boring what I was putting together. Mm-hmm. Most of them never even made it out to the marketplace because by the by the time I would wrap them up, I was bored. So, so much time went into products and programs and services for the wrong reason that they just never made it there. That's a side effect of chronic idea disorder, by the way. Mm-hmm. When you left home, what was your intended destination right away? And how did you wind up here? So I grew up on a farm in Northeast Iowa. I'm a farm boy. My uh, parents, my dad still farms. My dad and my brother farm. And I went to school at Iowa State and studied agricultural business. And so I grew up to get a job. Uh, And so I went to work for an agricultural chemical manufacturer. And, you know, kind of my story is I was managing the, the fence painters. I grew up in the chemical industry. I was in sales, sales training, sales management, marketing management. That was the objective was to get the next promotion, get the next move. I lived in five, six places around the country and traveled most of my time. And in 2004, I finally said that was enough. Um, I'm just not, not enjoying that life of travel and change as often. So for the past 15 years, I've been working with CEOs and business owners and executives to grow themselves and their organizations, but I could not do what I'm doing today without that 14 years of being in that, that previous life. But that was what the world had taught me at that time. You've, you've got to go get a job because that's, uh, that's what the world does is you go find a job and then you get the promotion then you get the next promotion and you keep, keep growing. And I found that wasn't fulfilling. And so that's that's when I found uh, executive and leadership development. And so that's that that's been powerful because a lot of what I do today is exactly what I did in that previous life, except I get to touch dozens of businesses every month and dozens and dozens of people every month because of that. I don't know about you, but when I was in the corporate lifestyle, I saw limits. Well, I saw the limits as how as to how high I could go to being 
as high as I saw that the ladder went. I didn't see any potential beyond that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know there was potential, unlimited potential, until I began this entrepreneurial journey. I had a previous one. That was just a mistake. <laughs> so we won't count that one. But I, I had no idea. I mean, when I started this business, I started it as a virtual assistant. And to the listeners who have heard this before, you've heard me say, I, I thought that I needed to compete with people overseas. So I started by charging $8 an hour. I'm college educated and I had to, I was an interior architect for over a decade. So $8 an hour is lo- is laughable, at least here in the States. I know here in Ohio, it's not even minimum wage. But I would look at people on the internet who were charging $40 an hour as a virtual assistant and joke with my husband, how do they justify that? And now it's amazing that I wouldn't be able to consider that because I know what the value of what I offer now is compared to what I offered then. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it is about, you said the right word. It's about the value that we provide. And we, we, we don't get paid by what we do in the hour. We get paid by the influence and the impact that we have on others. And I don't care what business, what industry you're in, that's got to be your mindset is what's the impact that I am providing to the customer, providing to the company I'm working for, providing to others that I'm supporting. That's the mentality that the world really needs is what's the impact that I'm providing. And and I think there's too many people that have the opposite view of that the world owes them instead of what value can I provide. Mm. I've had that with a few podcast guests. You're not one of those. <laughs> Thank you. But it, it's gimme, 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 gimme. Yep. And when you're, when you, I've found that when you have that mentality, it's going to be a lot harder to get anything than if it's, let me see how I can help you. I had an interesting call with my coach a few weeks back and I was expressing my resistance and this is sort of timestamping it, but it will be valid anytime anybody listens. I was having a hard time presenting offers to prospective clients due to the upcoming holidays. And she pushed me a little bit about it. And I said, well, you know, we've had, we've historically had rough holiday seasons and I don't want to put a financial burden on anybody else. That wasn't my place to be. And I didn't realize until that conversation, that wasn't my decision to make. She said, well, what about the value you provide and the financial, the financial wins that you can be providing after you build out their funnel? Mm-hmm. And that was a huge aha. I mean, I've seen that with clients over and over again. I see the huge wins, but getting stuck in my own past was preventing me from moving on the future. And what she said was, what if you can pose to them, you know, we're approaching the end of this year. Let's get you started on a fresh brand new next year by working with me on a funnel. And I'm not trying to promo myself here, but I just want to make a point. And I said, you know what? I never thought about it like that. And she said, do you have any resistance buying any of the Black Friday software specials that you see? I said, no. And she said, well, if you're, if you're presenting your value in such a way that a person thinks you need it, then you're, you're doing them 
disservice if you're not putting yourself out there. With that said, I did not do a Black Friday special. (laughs) I would love to know, though, what you think about that. And I know you said you work with CEOs. Do you work with smaller entrepreneurs as well? Or what is generally the range of who you work with? My my target audience is a is a CEO that has an executive team that uh, they're they're either fast growing uh, or they've you know they're fast growing their their inside can't keep up with their outside or maybe they've hit a ceiling and they're not sure how to break through that ceiling and so I I, I definitely work with a lot of entrepreneurs and it, it's it's a little of both of that is uh, people are growing fast or maybe God we started out so strong. And we just hit the ceiling and we don't know how to break through it. And, and that's, that's the powerful thing is getting them to, to think differently. And going back to your statement around our, our belief system, our uh, mindset is what holds us back every single day. No matter who we are on the face of the earth, we always have a, a lid that we're hitting. And we have to learn what we need to grow to push through that lid. And there will always be another lid. And so it's, it's powerful, no matter how successful we've, we've been, we all need someone to be challenging us and helping us break through that next lid. Listeners, I would love to know, and I'm sure Monty would love to know as well, what lid you are working to break through right now. And maybe you don't even know what that lid is. By the way, that would probably be a good reason to get in touch with Monty. But head on over to the show notes page at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP640 and let us know what that struggle is that you're having. I mean, I just shared mine. Right now, my struggle is staying focused. What do you find tends to be your struggle in your business? my struggle is, is letting go. I, mm-hmm. I have people that uh, I give things to do. Uh, I, I outsource a lot of stuff. I have team members, but at the same time, there's things that I take on that I shouldn't be. And, and that, that is a struggle. And, but there's some things that I enjoy that I know somebody else should be doing, uh, but because I enjoy it, I, I want to keep it on me. Cause you, you got to have those things. We all have those things that we must do just because of what our role is, but there's also things that we should do because we enjoy them. We, we've all got to find things that we enjoy, but I, I have a hard time give, giving up on some things and, and letting others take over. I love that you brought that up because when it comes to, let's just say, website tweaks, I love that work. And I know that's something that I should be delegating to a team member but I love that work. It's the creative outlet that I don't necessarily have in other parts of my day or creating Instagram posts. I love that. Is that something that I could, de- that I could delegate by all means? Yes. Monty, I'd love to know like things like the website updates or Instagram posts in your opinion, should I be getting rid of those? I mean, those are, those are the two things that I, hold on to that I shouldn't be doing well shouldn't be doing yeah you you should be letting go of those things and and you know the things that are uh low skill you may enjoy it but it's it's very low skill uh for you and where where can I spend 80 percent of my time doing the things that only I can do and what are the things that I can let go of that uh I don't need to think about now 
you, I, I do let go of anything, the website or my online programs or registration, anything like that. That's, that's busy work to me that I don't even want to have to think about. So I, that, that stuff is easy for me to get give away. And so, but, but you're, you're right. It's, we all have those things that we enjoy and it's finding out where can I be spending uh, the 80% of my time on the right things? What are those right things that I can make the biggest impact on um, and, and make the biggest influence to others? I love that you keep on saying 80%. Perry Marshall was on the show a few hundred episodes ago. It's so funny to say it like that. And we got into the 80-20 rule. And as a result of that chat with him, I hung up and I kindly fired two clients. And I have to say kindly because they are wonderful people. However, for what I was getting paid, they were taking up 80% of my time was maybe making up 5% of my income. And that's just not a safe place to be when you're trying to build a business. And you can, I've seen those days where a simple website tweak turns into 80% of my day. Yep. And that's not paying me. Two years ago, I, I got a big lesson in work smarter, not harder. And also the, the, um, I don't know who said this. I don't know if I've ever found who could be credited for it, but poor people spend time to save money. Rich people spend money to save time. Absolutely. I was editing all my podcasts and at that point they were daily. So I was doing the editing, the producing, the show notes, the social media posts, the trans the transcriptions, everything. And this is a prime example of why holidays have been tough around here. It was, it was August, September, October, November. And all of a sudden December rolls around and I look at the bank and it's red. And I don't mean in a festive way. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? And then I looked back and I saw, Oh, you were doing all of that for all of your shows. So you were easily spending 75 hours a month on show production when at that time I was charging a hundred dollars an hour, Kim, like I scolded myself. I scolded myself by my first name. Kim, that, that would have been $7,500 a month times four months. That's $30,000. If you would have just been spending the time on client work mm -hmm. and that was a big old kick to the butt. It's knowing your priorities and then, as you said, holding yourself accountable, but who else holds us accountable? And every day we need to have that kick in the butt of, hey, are you doing the right things today? And you know, so many people get into business for themselves because they don't want to work for somebody else. Well, guess what? Now you're working for a crazy person and that crazy person doesn't manage finances well, or that crazy person doesn't hold me accountable anymore. And that crazy person isn't producing what they should be producing. And so that, that, that we, we all need that accountability. How long did it take in your business to get an accountability partner? So great, great story. My first 18 months in business was absolutely terrible. It was horrendous. And I can see to the exact day that I hired my coach uh, that the business turned around. And if I had only 
had that way of thinking 12, 14, 16, 18 months earlier, it, it could have been a whole different world. But that was part of the experience that I went through of what didn't work and how not to do it. Uh, but it was almost to the day that uh, th this coach really kicked my butt and said, why are you doing this? And where are you headed? And because what you're focused on is not the right things for you to achieve what you want to achieve. Hey there, my friend. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. I wanted to take a quick moment to invite you to join the Work Smarter, Not Harder Challenge. Over the course of 30 days, these free, yes, free, short videos will teach you a few of the systems and strategies I set up in my business so I can get away from my computer and back to the people I love. I invite you to sign up now at WorkSmarterNotHarderChallenge.com. Again, you can sign up at WorkSmarterNotHarderChallenge.com. Were you able to hear that at that time? I mean, considering that the previous 18 months had been so hard, were you able to hear it or did it take more time for you to really have it sink in? I was in a place that I was not going to fail. And so I was open to it. Um, I don't think... Uh, much before that was I, I I wasn't open to it and and I think that's the challenge is most people wait until it's almost too late before they're open uh, for that input that insight and so I, I'm grateful that I, I was able to be open in time uh, to change and, and open in time to make the adjustments to my business and it, it's it's been an amazing amazing last 15 years because of that. Uh, but that's that's part of the story. As, as you said, we all have the stories of got, getting us where we got to, uh, but that's part of the journey. And we all have to be willing to make those tough decisions and be open to thinking, can we? And, and that's, that's one of the questions I, I ask a lot. You know, some people say, well, I can't do that. Well, the question isn't uh, why you can't do something. The question is, how can we? And, and really getting to a place of abundant thinking versus scarcity thinking. Abundance means that there's, there's more than enough. Scarcity, there's not enough. And when we start to think abundantly, there's always an answer. There's always a way that we can resolve this. There's always, um, a, 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 we're all facing challenges every day, but it's how we choose to address them. And I think that's a powerful way of thinking is how can we instead of the can't aspect. I absolutely love that. I held on to a client for a couple years longer than I should have because I was in scarcity mindset and I was afraid that if I let them go, that I wouldn't be able to find other work. But I wasn't in the place to understand my value yet. And I wasn't in the place to charge appropriately. But when I hit that, to be honest, six months ago, it took a few more months for me to actually pull the plug. And I, it's so funny, Monty, and I'd love to know if you've seen this with your own clients. I, I made the decision to leave. And I thought that my schedule would empty. Um, I thought, let me, let me say that in a different way. I thought I would free up time because I was doubling my rates. 
And what I found was is that my original rates were way too cheap and that doubling my rates didn't deter anybody. And by just putting myself out there, I actually have more work now than I did previously. That's a problem. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, now, now maybe I should consider it again. I, I don't want to share what, what my coach said, but do you have any rhyme or reason um, to when your clients should, in, should consider uh, increasing their prices? I'm just curious. This isn't something that we talked about before. <laughs> that, that concept of people will pay for value that they perceive. And too often, if we see something that is, well, that's too good to be true, we don't pay for it because it's too cheap. Well, God, if it can't be that good if it only costs that. Um, we're willing to pay for the value that we perceive. And so as I, I think of raising prices, and, and I'm going to go to a sales mindset here. If your company is converting, or you as a salesperson, or your business is converting over 50% of the time, raise your prices. Okay, so you, you raise your prices. Oh. We're back up to 50% conversion, raise your price again. Oh, we're back up to 50% conversion, raise your price again. And because you should not be converting every person that you talk to. If you are, you're not priced high enough. And part of, part of this conversation is also about, are you spending time in front of your target audience? You have to be so clear on who your target audience is and only put your energy towards them. And if you're attracting the wrong audience, maybe it is your rates are too low, or maybe your marketing message is incorrect, or maybe you don't know how to say no to somebody that wants help that they're not the right audience. You need to put your energy in front of the right audience and really focus on what value do they want and that they're willing to pay for and that you're priced right. And again, when your conversion rate gets a little high, it's time to raise your price. I love that you brought up the knowing who our ideal client is and who we want to work with, because that was that was probably the biggest thorn in my side or one of the two biggest thorns. The other biggest thorn was that I wouldn't say no ever. I was afraid that if I said no, that nothing else would come along. And that was a disaster. I was exhausted. I, I definitely at that point wasn't charging enough, and I was taking on anybody and everybody. And I, I know exactly who I work with today, and I wouldn't ever dream of saying yes to the people I was working with three years ago. And I don't mean everybody. I mean the majority of the ones I was working with three years ago. But what I also found was that. I thought that just because I could do something, I should, I should be doing it. Just because I can do websites meant I should have it on my my on my own website as one of the offers or as one of the products I provide. Or just because I know how to make a Facebook post, I should offer Facebook management services. So I had so much of everything going on. I mean, Jill of all trades what is it? Jill of all trades, master of none or Jack, depending on your gender. That's truly who I was. Nobody knew what I did. My own clients didn't know what I did. 
And that's embarrassing. That, that's a challenge that most people have is that we haven't defined who we want. We, we live in the scarcity mindset. God, if I don't, if I don't take this client, I, I don't have any income. Well, what if you put all that time and effort into those that you want to have as your target audience and that you became who you should be? We, we don't attract what we want. We attract who we are and we have to grow our skills. We have to grow our mindset to attract who we want and we have to grow because if we're not where we should be. We're not in the mindset of that bigger client or that next level of whomever it might be that we want to attract. We don't attract what we want. We attract who we are. So we have to grow into our larger clients. We have to grow into our goals. Ooh, that was like a little punch to the gut right there because I can totally see it. I mean, I, I've tended to be a little bit all over the place and I say that with love towards myself. Listeners, you know, I have chronic idea disorder Sometimes I just feel very compelled to work on something, even though I shouldn't. But let me tell you, the prioritized purposeful actions have greatly squashed that. But I'm noticing that my clients are the same way. Mm. They know what they are supposed to be working on for me. My clients are responsible for creating the content for their funnels. But between the call that we had this morning and the call that they have next week with me, they will have come up with three other ideas, acted on them, and the content is still waiting to be created. Yep. Yep. But in the yep. meantime, they've paid for the funnel and it's not getting created because they keep on having these ideas. And I've been there myself. Yeah, we, we are a, a, uh, uh, a squirrel environment where we, oh, look over there, another squirrel. Oh, hey, here's another one. Hey, what should we do next? There's no shortage of ideas. There's shortage of implementation. And, and I think this is a big problem that knowledge has outpaced implementation. Uh, you know, so many people have all kinds of tools and knowledge and experience, but they don't implement it. Oh, I, yeah, I read this book last week. Well, what are you doing about it? Well, probably nothing. Well, our knowledge is outpacing, outpacing our implementation. And we would get more done. We would accomplish more things. We influence more if we would just use the knowledge that we have instead of thinking, I've got to grow more. Let's implement what we have fully before we take on the next. Oh, I love that you just said that because I've had clients who have purchased a quarter million dollars of courses and never even logged into them. Like, what are you doing? Well, I didn't have time for it. Well, if you didn't have time for it, then why did you buy it? And it was because there was credit available on their credit card, which is not an excuse. But I, I'm not buying anymore until I get through the ones that I already have. And I love that you also talked about the book, the books. <laughs> this is very timely. This past weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, I know this is totally time stamping it. I, well, just prior, I actually had a, a podcast chat with, um, a very successful author and an owner of a, of a writing company. She coaches wannabe writers into creating their six-figure books. But I shared with her how many books I had going, and she's like, oh, I only read one at a time. So this past weekend, I finished five of the seven books I had started reading. And out of those, one of those books had action items for me to do. And I've already started and I'm so excited. 
by the way, the book was Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. I don't know how to properly pronounce his last name. Have you heard of that book? I have not. Profit First. It is absolutely amazing. And I'm sure you've probably seen this with some of your clients where just because there's money in the account, so many entrepreneurs think that that money is free to spend, but they forget about taxes, paying themselves, having a profit fund, and you know the operating expenses. Just because there's money in the account doesn't mean you can go buy another course with the money in the account. You have to forecast and see what's coming down the pipeline. And I have been so guilty about that. I can't even tell you how good it felt to go through Thanksgiving weekend and to delete 99.9% of all the Black Friday specials. No, I said 99.9 because there's one that is still in my box because I'm thinking about it. (laughs) But I'll think about it for another day because it doesn't expire for two more days. But if we all just had it that let's think about it one more day policy or let's think about it two more days, so many expenditures would never happen because we would realize that we really didn't need it. Mm -hmm. That was one of the biggest things that I had to realize was that the biggest recipe for the biggest ingredient for success is within me. And I don't need all these other tools. I mean, I was talking to one of my team members and they said, you know, we're going to grow, but we have all the tools that we need. We don't need any more tools to grow bigger. We'll need more team members. And that felt so amazing to be able to see it. And I and I know, and I'm sure you've seen it, that we feel like that, that magic ticket is in our inbox right now. And we have to act on it because that's what's going to take us to the next level. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Did you ever fall into any of that? Oh, absolutely. It, it, there, there's days each week that, that I fall into it. You know, I got I to get this done and it's just a, a to-do, but it doesn't connect to the bigger picture. That, that to me is, is the critical question is what I'm doing right now, helping me get to the bigger picture that I'm after. Because it's so easy to get caught into that, the full inbox or uh, somebody's asking for this, but it doesn't help me get to the bigger picture. And there, there's you know, we fall into a drama, drama within the company, drama within clients, drama within the community, drama within family, whatever it is. Uh, and is, is that helping us get to where we need to get to? And if it's not, then call time out. Let's, let's take a break. Let's reassess and let's reprioritize. No, oh, I absolutely love that you said that. I actually just got newsfeed eradicator for Facebook. So when I log into Facebook now, I don't see any posts. I see a place where I can post myself. But if I want to go look at specific people's posts, I have to type their name in. And I know some people could think, oh, I'm going to miss out on stuff. No, you'll hear about what you need to hear about. But I can't even tell you in the two weeks that I got it, how much time it saved and how much drama it saved. It's been amazing. What are you most excited about, Monty, in the year ahead? I love the new year because it's a new beginning. And I, I believe this, that we choose our results. We choose our results. The results don't change. Our actions change. So let's choose what we want our future to be and then identify the actions to get there. And we're going to hit bumps. We're going to hit detours. 
but that end result should not change, but our actions should. And so I'm, I'm ready for a new year, a new start, a new, new goal, a new direction. And, and that's the power in our heads. That's the abundance mentality of choosing your direction and choose it and then commit to the right things to get there. You might have to commit to saying no to things. You might have to commit to saying no to people, certain people. You may have to separate yourself from certain people. You may have to separate yourself from certain clients. So that's the power of, of choosing our future. Monty, what does next level you do that you are not currently doing? Next level me is uh, touching every corner of the earth. And, and I'm, I'm beginning that journey. Uh, I, I want to influence people around the world. In the last week, I've talked to people in Malaysia, South Africa, uh, Ireland, um, Germany. I, I, I want to influence so many people because I believe we need greater leadership and management in the business world today. And we need both. And they're not the same. Leadership and management are two different things, but we need both of them more than ever. Well, hopefully the Positive Productivity Podcast can help you with that. We've got listeners in over 100 countries. So listeners, I would love to know what country you are from, because I want to know how many countries Monty is touching with this episode. So again, head on over to thekimsutton.com forward slash PP640 and let us know. I, I'm wondering, I, I can't wait to see what countries are represented with our audience today. Monty, I just want to thank you so much for coming on today. Where can listeners find you online, connect and get to know more about you and what you do? You bet. There's, there's two places I want to send you to. The first one is adzerosnow.com. Adzerosnow.com. You can learn more about uh, our facilitation process with organizations in a process called strategic thinking, execution planning. And you can learn more about our book, Pulling Profits Out of a Hat, our, our best-selling book on Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller lists. Uh, so that's number one is adzerosnow.com. And the second place is montywyatt.com. And uh, you can learn how the influence of, um, of adding zeros can be to your organization and yourself. I want to know. I'm going to go there right away. Yeah, I would like three more zeros, please. <laughs> <laughs> Money, do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can offer to the listeners? The parting piece I, I want to provide is, and, and maybe it's reinforcing something I said a few minutes ago, uh, but choose your future. Choose your future. Don't let scarcity hold you back. Choose it with your mind, choose it with your actions, and choose it with your commitment. Because when you, when you don't have commitment, uh, you, you can't achieve it. So you have to have commitment. And so choose it. Commit it and take the action. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. 
When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. Thank you.